0: Good morning. Welcome to Financial Questions, Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner with Lindsay Wealth Management. Today is Friday, January 5th, 2024. If you do have a question or a topic that you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or X. Send us an email, info at com. Lindsay's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y. We will be more than happy to get your questions or topics on the show. Since it is the start of the new year, we would like to go over just some changes uh, that are going to happen tax-wise. We we always want people to uh, be up to date on some of these things that are happening. A lot of these, we're having like the dual action where you can put in for an IRA for last year, a Roth IRA for last year, and for this year. You still have until April 15th to do that. Uh, So some of these numbers, they do change, uh, and people just need to be aware. I'm going to try to go over them here with you. A lot of times people are like, well, yeah, that's the 2024 number. Yeah, but for tax purposes, we're in 2023. No, no one's filed their 2023 taxes yet. So do keep that in mind with some of these things. I will try to make some clarifications here just so people uh, do understand that. the limit last year on Social Security, uh, the maximum OASDI, was 160200 It's $168,600, so you're, you're going to pay Social Security. You're going to pay into that, uh, that subject to FICA uh, up, up to those limits, so it did, did increase there a little over $8,000 uh, that you do have there. Uh, taxable, what makes Social Security taxable is if you are married jointly and it's over uh, 32000 um, then it's taxed at 50%. If it's over 44000 it's 85%. Uh, the dollar reduction, for most people, if you are going to take Social Security and you're still working, you want to make sure you try to get to that full retirement age because if you do it in the year of retirement, you lose $1 for every three. Uh, that limit was $56,000 for uh, 2023. It's 59000 Five twenty for twenty twenty four some of these numbers are just going to round uh, under full retirement. you lose one dollar for every two. it was twenty one thousand two forty this year it's for twenty twenty four it's twenty two thousand three twenty so you can make up to that amount without losing uh, on those. Some of the other things uh, to keep in mind here always get questions on this and again um, they change so much that we all almost anyone in this business has to use a cheat sheet because it just is the annual gift exclusion. That's how much can you give an individual? Anyone can give any individual last year, $17,000 this year, it does bump up to $18,000. So if you want to go give $18,000 to a thousand people, there will be no taxes on that for you, for you going and doing that. Uh, it's just an example. Uh, A lot of times it's good to transfer that money. If you, if you are wanting that to go to your children, grandchildren, it's better to do it. Uh, and use some of that exclusion. Um, for estate tax purposes, generation skipping exclusion went from twelve million nine hundred thousand up to thirteen point six. Some people ask, "Well, that's not uh, very important for a lot of people." Got to remember, a lot of people that have money around here; it's in dirt, so that does matter, especially when you're considering how much farmland is going for at this point in time. Uh, traditional and Roth IRA contributions was sixty five hundred for twenty twenty three. It is seven thousand now for twenty twenty four. If you're over age fifty. The catch-up is the same whether it was this year or last year. You can add another $1,000 to that for a total of $8,000 for 2024 or 7500 for 2023. Again, that's if you are over 50. The 401ks, it was 20, $22,500 this year. It, that was last year. The 2024, it's 23000 is where that is. The catch up is seventy five hundred for last year and for this year in in that situation. Simple IRA was fifteen thousand five hundred last year it's sixteen thousand uh this year. Uh the catch ups is thirty five hundred for the simple IRAs or simple four oh one Ks. Uh set plans uh that is up goes from sixty six thousand to sixty nine thousand uh here in twenty twenty four. The other thing I would point out about the set plans new this year there is actually a sep raw roth, uh, roth uh is so you can put that money actually after tax uh in into your sep um for tax purposes so it's a sep roth that that's brand new this year uh so that did come out so those are just some of the things we wanted to make sure that uh, we go over with you the other one that uh do get asked a lot about do i qualify for a roth ira if you're married filing jointly in 2023 it's 218,000 to 228,000 that that's it phases out in between there. For 2024 it's 230,000 to 240,000 if you're married filing jointly, if you're single, uh last year it was 138 to 153,000 or this year it's 146 to 161,000. Now remember if you are over those limits, uh you can go ahead and you can do a non-deductible IRA and convert that money into a Roth IRA. Uh, So there's just other ways around things, but those are some of the basics that I just wanted to cover uh, because these numbers do change. Uh, It's a little tricky. If you don't know exactly how much true, uh, you know, whether that's your uh, modified adjusted gross income is truly going to be Then you can start usually, if you're on TurboTax, it will sort of usually try to tell you if you're using a CPA, say, hey, I'm really interested in putting money here. I just don't know if I qualify or not. They will be able to help you do that. Uh, And you do have again until April 15th uh, to put that money in for 2023. But if you haven't done it for 2023, you can do it for both years at the exact same time. So it's, it's one of those things where everyone is sort of on their own on how they like to do it and how they do put money away. But there always just are some changes here uh, that takes place tax-wise. I just hit on some, some that I know people are are paying close attention to. Probably the other one I should mention here is the standard deduction. If you are um, joint, um, it's, it was 27700 last year. It goes to 29000 200 so did, did go up uh there uh $1,500 if you're single it goes from 13,850 to 14,600 so that's just uh you know it, it's half so that's just th- those are just some other things to keep in mind when you're trying to figure out possibly where you're going to land on, on your taxes as you start to get uh Get things, uh, whether that's 1099s or W-2s or whatever else is all uh, going to be coming in the mail your way. Make sure you're keeping track of that stuff. But those are just some numbers that we just wanted to make sure that people went over. Of course, it is the start of the year. We get the same question we get uh, most people do every every year, which is, you know, well, what, what's the market going to do this year? Hey, go ahead. Guess whatever you want because that's all it is. And that's why I really don't like giving guesses because they're usually going to be wrong. Uh, I think last year I said oh, the odds are it would be down. Well, you know what? Hey, it, it it was up. So, you know, that that's about as far as I as I like to take it. um The real simple way, if you just want to do it how every other person that has no clue what they're doing out there likes to do it, you can say, okay, we were at forty eight hundred. Well, guess what? Ten percent forty eight hundred. You know, there we are. We're looking at nine nine hundred sixty dollar nine hundred sixty points. Just go ahead and and add that on. Let's just make my life easier and just say it's another thousand. Guess what? We should be at 5,800 at the end of the year. Bam. I just did what everyone else does. Um, Doesn't mean that's going to be right or wrong. Again, I don't like giving numbers. That's what most people do. Uh, You will be hearing a lot of things come out saying 5,800. 5,800 works that way. 5,800 also works. If you're actually drawing a long term trend line, it is 5,800. However, there are some things that always should be taken into consideration it is a presidential election year they will do everything under the sun possibly known to man and may even wink wink break laws tweak them whatever you want to say to make it happen in their favor to try to get reelected. Uh, that is just the normal way that things work out uh, So everything that can be done to boost this economy will try to happen. However, we also are, have this little thing that we keep kicking down the road, trying to actually pass a, a budget without having a government shutdown, which I believe is, I think it's like January 20th. I, I stopped paying attention. It 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 just comes up so much, and they keep kicking the can down the road on that of trying to do that. Usually in a presidential year, it is up. However... There are certain situations here that even make it more dramatic this year, which may or may not be the case, even though I'm sure that they're going to try to do everything that they can to boost the economy. Um, it is normal. What I will say is in a presidential reelection year out of 16 out of the last 16, I believe the market has been up for what that's worth. So uh, there, there's little things like that that you can take into consideration. However, I would just say, let the charts play out. you'll you'll figure it out your guess is as good as anyone else that they put on television and again if you want to say it's going to be down then let's just say it's a thousand down from here and guess what that's 3,800 there you go if you want to play the game play the game that's how it's done again it doesn't really mean anything it's very hard to forecast what's going on in the markets what we do try to do on this show is we do try to tell you what trends we do see happening and from there we try to follow through with that and at least tell you, hey, this is this is at least what we see trending uh, by using charting to be able to do that. Sometimes we do throw a little bit of fundamentals on here, but most of it is charting, and that's what we pay close attention to because we have found that we believe that is the most accurate way to try to do it, even if it is only right about 72% of the time. Um, most things are not not that good. If I found something else, I'd be more than happy to use it. It's just over time, it works out way too much that usually the charting works out in, in our favor. Uh, so what we're going to do here is we're got to take a little bit of a break here. When we come back, we're going to run through these markets, uh, sort of tell you what I do at least see on the bigger picture on some of these things, uh, because I do think it will have a dr- dramatic effect, uh, depending on that. And we'll talk a little bit too, when we come back uh, regarding the the Fed and the so-called rate cuts that they're supposed to have as well. As always, if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we'd love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or X. Send us an email, info at com. Financial questions, real answers right back after this short break. Welcome back to Financial Questions, Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin, Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner. If you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you, 812-316-2079. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at com. Before we do get into some of this stuff, just want to go over, Fed Minutes did come out here on Wednesday. The most interesting part about this whole thing, the market has now priced in seven rate cuts for the year, But the Fed says they're only going to do probably three, at least if you start looking at everything that's said and uh, other things that were actually in that report. Someone's not telling the truth here. If it's baked in that high and they're only going to do three, then there's a little bit too much. So what is actually happening here with the markets? Well, what I can tell you is back in October, I said we're very close to a bottom. We should be up for three to five weeks. However, I was wrong. We were up about. Nine or ten weeks right in a row. It was just uh, almost unheard of the explosion to the upside that took place there. Um, it had been overbought. It has now moved overbought. A, a close below 4697 would actually say a weekly high is in place. Now, there's several key factors here that need to be looked at, and I'm going to try to go over them with you. Uh, the main thing that you need to know at this point in time that has not happened yet is on the S&P 500, that's the SPX, you cannot buy or sell directly into the SPX. That's why I like using it. The SPX did not cross the all-time high, which was 48.18. It did get very close. It went all the way up to 47.93, but it did not did not break through. Why is this important? Well, it's because it makes things even muddier than what they are right now because I will tell you, this market in this year is going to be extremely tricky regarding making money and things that are going to happen. The reason for that is let's just start with this. Almost exactly two years ago to the day, I think it was actually yesterday, the market peaked we're essentially almost right back there as if nothing happened the problem with this from a charting standpoint is you have what looks like an ending diagonal started that went all the way down through october of twenty twenty two no sorry is that correct yes then you had this market run up all the way almost to the top if we had broken through the top there you would have to say that the market can't go down however from a charting standpoint and it doesn't look right at a charting standpoint on this so i i don't think this is going to happen but you still have to give the bears a little bit of credit here what we should see happen is a pullback and, and that pullback uh, from these levels it is going to start by trying to move back to where we sort of gapped up here on this chart, which is all the way back right around 44. Uh, the, the gap was 44.58. Well, depending on how you want to look at this, I would say there's probably more than likely we've hit a weekly high. Now what we're going to be doing is seeing, okay, how, how far does this thing bounce backwards? Now, based on charting, I would say the easiest way to do this is, and you're going to just start seeing how all these numbers hammer everything together, a 50% retracement from that move from the end of October until now is at 4,448. A true Fibonacci number at .618 is at 4,367. The odds are here that what happens is we go ahead and we move back to 4,600. There will be a correction it will come back up not to all-time highs correction then it will move back down into this area this area starts to get where the rubber meets the road and this is why everyone is going to be paying especially anyone that's a chartist anyone that is doing electronic trading or trying to figure this out and it's going to be real simple we haven't confirmed that that's a weekly high but we should be really close if that is the case then what should not happen in all of this is the S and P five hundred should not go below forty two fifty. Now, if this is making an A B C correction, which would put it to an end, what has the possibility or probability of happening, especially if it doesn't go below forty two fifty? And to give you a time frame on this, we could be looking at this downward movement through the first quarter-ish, okay? So downward movement more than likely here, at least in January, but especially possibly into the first quarter. It just depends on how this plays out. Uh, The patterns will dictate that. But if you hold 42.50, and especially if it starts stalling out and it looks like it's going, uh, switching the weekly momentum to an upward trend, you will see it very quickly, very quickly move to new all-time highs, and to forty nine hundred, so if you are going from around there up to forty nine hundred, you know, depending on exactly where that is, that could be a good ten to fifteen percent pop that you're going to get there. However, it's going to go down probably about ten um, in, percent. In the meantime, would be the the odds on favorite of of doing that over over some time here. So that's why we're watching these numbers because here's here's the critical part in all this. If for some reason 4250 gets broken. Then they will look at it as a wave 1 and a wave 2 and we are in the middle of a wave 3. Wave 3s are the hardest come crashing down. I I would say that that's probably not my base case scenario at all, but I would say you need to be paying attention to the 4250 if it does come down and get close there. The other thing that just so happens to be here, now this will obviously change, but the 150-day moving average right now is 4,444 which is right by 44,480. We also again we still have that gap down here at 4,458. There is just a whole bunch of magical numbers here along with moving averages and the 200-day moving average is at 4,358 which is right by 4,363 which is again the full Fibonacci number. So that is why basically every chartist and their brother would say more than likely that this is going to go down uh, to these levels would be the most logical thing to have happen. And as long as they hold there, I would expect the S&P 500 to move to new all-time highs. However, if that does happen, that more than likely is going to be the end of a wave five whenever that does happen, and it should move fast on the way down, at least at this point in time with the way the setup is currently. That's how I put it. That is not uh, forecasting. It's just telling you that's the highest probability of things that more than likely would take place with how we are, are set up here on the charting. The S&P 500 on a daily should be down maybe today, maybe into Monday, um, but then it should have a reversal. Again, the weekly should be down for a good two to three weeks, if not longer, uh, set up here. So just do keep that in mind. Dow Jones Industrial Average is it's trying to move out of overbought at this point in time on a daily basis the weekly is completely overbought should be headed down um the russell 2000 should be down for another day or two the weekly is completely overbought so they're all basically in the same situation and that's what you do need to understand there uh 30-year Treasuries they are coming down on a daily basis the weekly is still remains overbought however it has dipped below so it's telling me that we're it's trying to make a, a correction downward and should be downward for at least two to three weeks as well basically everything at this point in time is coming near a maximum uh whether that's the low or high and that's that's the thing that you need to understand is all this is about to be on a swivel and go the other way Uh, the two-year treasury same thing overbought on the weekly basis um, should be down another day or two on on the daily so all these things are in very similar situations which is something that you should be paying very close attention to um, in in this market at this point in time the dollar the dollar has um, it looks like found a daily bottom should be up for another day or two at a minimum the weekly is trying to move out of oversold. The euro dollar is in the exact opposite position. It's trying to move out of the the daily it is oversold. The weekly it is overbought. So you know, those two things, I mean those are two contrasting things. They should be telling you the opposite. That's actually what they are telling us at this point in time. There's some conflict here on the charting on whether or not uh that will continue My hunch is that the dollar will continue to go down, not up. Now, granted, we will see what happens here off this move. And if it can clear um, 107.34.8, then I maybe would change my mind there. But I don't see that happening. So that's something that you need to consider, at least at this point in time. Gold. Gold on a daily basis uh, should be down for another day or two the weekly is sort of mixed. It's in the middle right now uh, with a downward bias, but that could click to the, kick to the upside. Very interesting on gold. It looks like it's a one, two, one, two, one, two pattern, which means it should be going higher, um, unless something's really a muck here. As long as it holds, all it has to do is hold 1975. As long as it doesn't break 1975, it's more than likely going to new highs and probably a lot higher than that. Uh, silver is gonna be down another day or so. Trying to make sure that it holds. Again, continuous contract here. 2252. That's what it needs to hold here. Uh the weekly here actually implies it should be down for another week or two so that's something to watch uh, I guess really if you're going to look at it on the weekly basis though that was a daily the number I gave you there before the weekly you don't want it to go below 2076 if it goes below 2076 that's going to be bad news for silver it's a little bit of a mix so it's hard to say at this point in time we do need to go to a short break uh, we come back we're going to finish up with some of these other markets as always if you do have a question or topic that you would like to hear on the show uh, please do feel free to let us know. Eight one two three one six two zero seven nine. You follow us on Facebook or Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. Financial questions, real. Answer right back after this short break.
1: Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever miss the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcasts and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, Legal News or Views, or Just the tips. Listen to the podcast the next day. Go to walvam.com and find your podcasts.
0: Welcome back to Financial Questions, Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin, Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner. If you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you, 812-316-2079. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. We're going to run through some of these real quick. Oil. The daily has tried to make a reversal to the upside. I, that's not a confirmation yet that that has happened. The way the oil is set up right now is it should run up to at least 78.05 to eight eighty forty-four Continuous contract here. Maybe a little higher if you're looking at your screen because I think that's in the February contract. That's probably the max. If it does go higher than that, then that would be extremely bullish for oil at this point in time. The weekly is still telling you at least two to three weeks probably to the upside. January 16th is actually what I have. Uh, 12, 12, uh, you know, 12 days from now would be a look at where possibly you know that could be. We will just have to see there because that, that just hasn't got a confirmation, but that's what it looks like. If that does happen, I would expect, expect oil to go to new lows is what I would expect from there. Then at that point in time, it's going to have a nice, big, big, nice correction off of it. That would at least be the expectation that I do have at this point in time. Oh, Everyone's favorite, including the one that wants to make me puke, Bitcoin. Um, that here, I told you it was getting near a high. On January 2nd, it hit a new all-time high. And then, bam, it corrected $3,000 the next day uh, and, and went south more than likely. An ABC correction has been completed from twenty thousand all the way up here to forty five thousand, which is right in the range where we said that it should be. I would expect Bitcoin to take an absolute nosedive here this year uh, and go well below twenty thousand if if the charting works at all and i don 't know how you chart something that 's imaginary and made up like it is, but that 's at least where we are at this point in time. Uh, Weekly basis should be down for at least another week or two at a minimum. So that's just where we are with regards to that. Corn on a continuous contract is oversold. It's mixed on the weekly. If we do look at the March contract, uh, CH4, uh, we are looking, should be down another day or two. The weekly. Maybe down another week. We're making a new low here on on corn. Uh, it's got to be it, it's got to be very close to getting near a bottom. Soybeans continuous contract uh, should be down for another day or so. The weekly is it's reached oversold. Maybe down another week or so. Be interested to see if it makes a new low here on the soybeans or not. Be really positive for soybeans if it actually held twelve fifty. That's what you really wanted to see it hold on a continuous contract. We do look at the March contract. Um, oversold should be down another day. The weekly is oversold, should be looking for a bottom here at any point in time. Uh, that's, re- that's really the best I can say on that. The, the wheat, continuous contract on wheat, uh, should be down another day or so the weekly could go all the way down to fifty fifty four we're at five seventy six that 's what that 's what the expectation would be you would hope that that would hold and get a bounce there and that would confirm a bottom and we all these things are very close to hitting bottoms if if, if they haven 't already so that's that 's why we 're bringing those up volatility index like paying attention to that vix uh, the daily is mixed the weekly should be coming up for a couple more weeks which would uh which would make sense with a decline and that's what we're actually looking for at this point in time uh, talked a little bit in december about how natural gas had been down 34 percent it's now rallied from that bottoming point uh and maybe up for a couple more days we're right into 278 to the 288 level would be ideally if it did do that i would be looking at a reversal uh to the downward side it is probable however the the weekly acts like it should be going up so if we somehow do blow through some of those numbers and it gets above three dollars that would be extremely positive for for natural gas at this point in time so all these things together that's really where the markets sit at this point in time i think the uh year will start out pretty slow here uh people ask about the recession probably late late second quarter is more than likely where you would start seeing some of this stuff really start to funnel through the gdp side so got to pay attention to that stuff moving forward but uh that's more than likely at least at this point i've said quarter two, now I'm saying late quarter two, for that would be the most probable at this point in time. As always, if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we'd love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. This is Darwin Lindsay for Financial Questions, Real Answers. We'll see you next week.